0: She got our ass yeah.
1: Surprise, motherfucker. In my opinion,
2: that sucks. All right, what's happening, everybody? This is the Billy Experience Podcast. We are back. Happy New Year to all of you out there. Hopefully, it's a good one for all of us for many reasons. And thankfully, it's a new year for Philadelphia sports as well. As the Sixers are off to a hot start, we got to touch on them. 4 and first place in the Eastern Conference officially and wrap up this Eagles season. A uh, very disappointing one for the most part. Overall, a lot of controversy going on with the quarterback, which we'll continue to touch on in the offseason. But one more game to be played, and that's against the Washington football team. And let's kick it off here, T. Obviously, a tough loss to the Dallas Cowboys. I thought we were going to win personally, but who knows with me. I'm always wrong this year. So <laughs> don't take that. Don't take my word for it. But overall, You know, obviously, Jalen Hurts turns the ball over twice late in the game. Uh, I think he had three overall, including that fumble, which uh, was ticky tacky. But nonetheless, it was a loss is a loss. And, you know, the defense, especially the secondary, struggled um, overall completely uh, with Jaquette back there. That's a name that'll be sticking in our heads for a while. So. (sighs) you know wrapping up this season the last game what do you expect and what do you want to see as uh you know the 2020 2021 Philadelphia Eagles season wraps up
0: just give me my top 5 draft pick and just lay down just just this this was a, such a disappointing season overall let's be honest here, boys i think um i think tanner was out of everybody was the only one that came in and said that hey man this ain't gonna be a good season i think out of i think out of all three of us so tanner i got i got to give kudos to you All right, you you did the thing. All right, you were completely accurate in the fact that this this season would be a horrible one, and it has been. From the structure of the roster, continuing to um, sign contracts to aging veterans that continue to not produce and they continue to be often injured. And now you're having to rely on practice squad and undrafted free aging guys moving forward. Not to mention the fact of the regression of our supposed franchise quarterback, Carson Wentz. Like, this, this season overall has been a huge disappointment. As a matter of fact, I would have taken a bad season, but this season is historically bad, given the fact that we probably played in the worst division in the history of the NFL. All right, that, like, uh, come on, man. You mean to tell me that out of all four of us, there has to be one of us that has to represent the NFC East in the playoffs? Can't y'all substitute another deserving team instead of anybody from the NFC East? Because let's be honest here, whoever... Whoever the Giants, the Cowboys, or the football team, whoever comes out and goes to the playoffs, let's be honest here, they're going, they're going one and out, one, one game, and you're gonna get. They're going to get blown out. Okay. Let's be honest here. Like like, this, this season
1: just, I I understand T I feel you because there's a few deserving teams that will not make the playoffs. Uh, You got a matchup between the Cardinals and the Rams who it seems like will be between two backup quarterbacks. And then you got the dolphins over there. Fitzpatrick, uh, he tested positive for COVID, so he will not play, be playing oh, no! the Dolphins as well. So there's quite a few teams out there that are fighting their way into the playoffs. I believe it's also the Ravens and the Browns and the Colts and the Titans, too. Um, all deserving teams, and one of those teams will not make it in. And then yeah, you have crazy. the NFC East, as you mentioned, and this game uh, against the football team. I, I'm confused going into it because I have mixed emotions and feelings. I don't know. You never want the Eagles to lose, of course. That's not what I'm saying.
0: No, no, no.
1: What I'm saying is I would not be upset, obviously, if the Eagles lose. They get a higher draft pick. Yes. Um, but it, it doesn't. matter of fact, it doesn't even matter if they lose. Um, I say put Carson Wentz in. That's my opinion. See if he, you know, he got more motivated uh, seeing Jalen Hurts in because it's a game that doesn't matter. But if we do beat the Washington football team, that means it's either the Giants or the Cowboys that get in and they'll know who wins that game before us because we were shifted to the 820 yeah i believe slot. oh my
0: gosh like, and that makes matters worse that makes matters a whole lot worse given the fact that oh my gosh yeah. now i gotta wait an entire day for this horrible football team to finally play come on right. man that's just torture yes
2: yeah, yeah. so many uh so yeah. many snowballing effects with this team overall i mean you could look anywhere and start with was it the bad drafting was it the bad coaching oh, we can get into all on that on the roll Oh, we can definitely get in all that, man. I thought Tanner; I wanted to finish up his point there.
1: Yeah, no, I was saying if if you see, say, the Giants beat the Cowboys, you know, lay off maybe a little bit uh, against the football team, or the especially if the Cowboys win, then you got to go ahead and and lay off uh, the football team because I do not want to see the Cowboys go ahead into the playoffs and have Jerry Jones say, "I told you so," and all this like he was. Some sort of, you know, genius when it comes to football. When he he really needs to uh, step back and maybe I'm not talk so much when it comes to uh, his quarterback as well.
2: Yeah, it's a good point there. Listen, Dwayne Haskins gets cut this week, and that you know it's a big yeah. deal because the football team plays the Eagles this weekend. Uh, I was kind of looking forward to playing against Dwayne Haskins personally, but now it's either going to be Alex Smith or the backup quarterback Henneke. So we'll see. Uh, Dwayne Haskins obviously didn't play well at all versus the Carolina Panthers. Uh, get got benched in the second half and overall terrible performance on his part. It's been an up and down season, mostly downs for him. And I don't know if he'll get another shot in this league uh, going forward. We'll see. Depending on if he changes a few, a
1: few teams have showed interest in Dwayne Haskins. And, and matter of fact, it was the Panthers, one of the teams that did show interest in Dwayne Haskins. But yeah, Henneke, I believe that's the name of the uh, the yep. starter coming in for Washington if Alex Smith is not healthy enough to play. And this guy was what? taking college classes when he found out that he was going to be po- the possible starter uh, for the football team. And he had to tell his professors that he was unable to finish his finals uh, in order to play for the Washington football team. What? So there's a story going into that. And we're all familiar with the uh, you know stories of quarterbacks coming into Philadelphia. Now, what's
2: your point here on the Carson Wentz, Jalen Hurts, you know, topic? I know there's obviously benefits both ways. Do you want to see Carson Wentz one final time before, you know, we move into the offseason? Do you want to see Jalen Hurts finish out this year and see what he's got in a meaningless game for the Eagles? What's your take on this?
0: Give me Jalen Hurts. Give me Jalen Hurts. Give me one more game to see what the kid has and go into the offseason, you know, with my evaluations. Because I've seen Carson Wentz has had plenty of time to turn it around this season. I think he's had – way more than necessary time to find, to figure it out, and he, he he hasn't. So I'm going to put him in the last game for him to, you know, seemingly think that, you know, he's figured it out after sitting on the bench for about three or four weeks. No, I'm good. I'm good. Nope, sit your butt on the bench, get yourself together for the offseason, and come back a better player if from you come high back. From a draft
2: pick perspective, I see where both of you are coming from. Of course, you want the higher draft pick at this point in time, and I think it's one of those picks where you can't really miss – regardless of your position and then activity. also not to interrupt yeah. you Max
0: but um, another thing to bring up in terms of Jalen Hurts and Carson Wentz. Let's say for example if you know the organization does have a plan to try to trade Carson Wentz in the offseason. If he plays, let's say he plays and he sure. bombs. I mean he looks like the same Carson Wentz that that we've seen for the for the last 12 weeks and he plays horrible now his draft now his trade stock is completely yeah. plummeted and you can't get rid of that
2: contract. So true, I I see where you're coming from there, and I do think there could be a possible package in this offseason for Carson Wentz in a trade.
0: Yep, and I, yeah, you have to consider all those things. If Jalen, if you're going to continue going forward with Jalen Hurts as an organization, then you have to make an executive decision in terms of what are you going to do with Carson Wentz. Now, me personally, if I was in charge, I know this may sound crazy, but I'm bringing Carson Wentz back for a competition. Here's the thing. And I think everybody needs to understand this because I I, I look back. Hold
1: on a second. Hold on a second. Uh, I said this a few shows ago, and you guys called me crazy for having a quarterback competition over here before the start of the next season. And now T's (laughs) turned it around, and he's siding with me without even giving me credit. Uh, That's just ridiculous to me. um, We know it's hard. I just want to see what T says now because – Maybe he just went back to that episode and he's just going to say every point I did. Oh, stop.
0: (laughs) Oh, stop. All right, so here's the thing. All right, I I went back and I looked over Carson Wentz's career. All right, he's always been the prototypical quarterback that everybody's ever wanted, you know, tall quarterback with athletic ability, a huge arm. He's always been pretty much given a starting quarterback spot. He's hardly ever have to compete for a starting spot. Now, all of a sudden, even when he came in, uh, came in and got drafted by the Philadelphia Eagles. All right. We traded Sam Bradford away before the season even started. And Carson Wentz was the elated starter over Chase Daniels. So look here. Carson Wentz has been given everything in his entire football career. This will be the one time where he actually has to fight for something. So let's see if he has it.
1: Yeah, Bro. I have a stat. Um, since we're talking about Carson Wentz, you know, starting in his his NFL career, uh, Jalen Hurts one and two, and Carson Wentz went three and zero in their first three NFL career starts. Jalen Hurts five touchdowns, two interceptions. Carson Wentz five touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, you got a completion uh, percentage of. Just about 55 percent for Jalen Hurts, 65 percent for Carson Wentz. Jalen Hurts sacked nine times, Carson sacked four times. Of course, the line is way different, uh, but this is just a comparison of the three stats. And do you give Carson Wentz that one more that one more game to see if you know if he plays better? You have I, I believe Deshaun Jackson might play in this game, or who knows? He might um you know stub his toe getting out of the car uh, heading over to to play for this game because he did that he did that flip in the end zone and that's our low life the, the game so well <laughs> listen
2: uh compared to both of you guys where i stand on this is i don't want a quarterback competition i feel like that's not good for the team and the organization uh, me personally i want to go into my season go into my training game go into my otas with a quarterback i know it's going to be the future of the franchise the go-to guy and i think this organization needs to buy into either one of them and just ride them out the whole way um, whether that be Carson Wentz or whether that be Jalen Hurts I mean I feel like they just have to pick one and go with it I mean if it's not going to work out you get off the you're going to have two bad seasons of football it's just flat out If Carson Wentz doesn't pan out and that's the direction you go that you can finally get out under that contract two years from now if you get rid of him you're really hurting the cab situation depending on if you trade him and who knows what Jalen Hurts I mean he's shown flashes but is he really that franchise guy we don't know I just feel like there's more question marks with Hurts compared to there is with Wentz.
1: I do think Jalen Hurts is a definite leader in the NFL, especially uh, the way he, he, he just holds himself when he's talking to the press. Uh, he knows his answers, and he doesn't want to start any drama when they ask him mm-hmm. if, you know, for, after his first game, if he was going to be the starter for the next game. He did not want to go into that. He said, you'll have to ask Doug Peterson, and he's just really smart. And with what he's saying, he really thinks about what he's saying. He's a leader. And you have I there was already a quarterback competition leading up until Carson Wentz was benched because in practice, you know that these these coaches and the team saw how good Jalen Hurts was and how much better he was than Carson Wentz in practice because Jalen Hurts was practicing with these guys that we're seeing right now at wide receiver and how good that they click. And that's it's perfect with the way that they connected in practice and then we were able to see it in the game where he started and going forward.
0: That's a good point. Um, that's definitely an excellent point that you brought up. But, here, here,
1: man, here's my thing, man.
0: I understand what you're saying. You don't want no quarterback competition, especially with, in terms of your franchise. You want your guys going in knowing who the quarterback's going to be, and you want him to take that leadership panel. Exactly. Um, you know, and I completely understand that. Um, in terms of uh, Jalen Hurts and what he brings in his maturity, I mean – he was a part of two huge programs in college. You know, he was a part of that Alabama program at first, and then Tua took over, and then he transferred over to Oklahoma, another, another huge school right. in the college ranks. So he's used to being in the spotlight. Like, he's used to this. That's the thing with Carson Wentz. He came from North Dakota State. He's not used to having cameras in his face all crazy and whatnot and reporters always on his back. He's not used to that type of life. Let's be honest here. Like, it, it, yeah. not every athlete is built to, to play in, in Philadelphia. Let, let's just get that out the way right now. Every athlete just can't make it in this city, all right? Now, it's also sure. disappointing, to, the, and it goes into another point where we really have to start looking at this coaching staff in terms of the development of um, players. And, you know, there's a reason why we have Doug Peterson in our background because, look, I was – tossing it back and forth the in, for the past two weeks, maybe discussing with myself whether or not I wanted Doug Peterson back or not. We've already made a decision on Howie Roseman. We all said we want Howie Roseman going. He can go. Get. But in terms of Doug Peterson, did I really want to bring Doug Peterson back? And I had to think about it for a minute for a long, because, yes, he did bring us a Super Bowl, and I give him credit for that. He's, he's done something in this city that, you know, no other head coach has ever done before. But here's the thing, and here's the reason why I'm going to say you need to get rid of Doug Peterson. I need player development. There has been no player development within the Philadelphia Eagles organization over the tenure of Doug Peterson. All right? Think of all the players that's been drafted while Doug Peterson has been here, while this coaching staff under Doug Peterson has been here. There is no young player development. We have not had and drafted a Pro Bowl player since Carson Wentz. That's Carson Wentz out of, like, what, 30? I think it was 38 players is the only Pro Bowl player that we've drafted. That's ridiculous.
1: I'll see. Could you blame it on the players that were drafted? And could you say that they could not have been developed, uh, JJ ortega White's side? And is—I um, he a did a point. great job, in my opinion. Doug Peterson did a great job with having Jalen Hurts ready uh, for his NFL start and the plays that he was given out. And you could tell that maybe it was Carson Wentz. Obviously, he, it was changing the plays a little bit because he felt that he had more control. And there's just a lot of drama. In the locker room, there was drama last year. Now there's drama. We, we've seen it already when Ship Kelly was here with the staff and the front office. And it's just this team is full of drama, and I understand what Max is saying. He doesn't want this quarterback competition and the drama behind that. But in my opinion, I think you go through next year with this competition, and then for the next 11 years, you have – because in my opinion, I think Jalen Hurts would win out at this point. I'm I'm still a Carson Wentz fan. But the way that he's been playing, I think that if Jalen Hurts would to win uh, the competition between them two, it'd be the next, what, 12 years we'd have Jalen Hurts. And then we wouldn't think about quarterback competition, hopefully, if we get this better line.
2: Yeah, that's true, man. That's true. It's a good point. I feel like, you know, if you can't get rid of Carson Wentz, that's where I stand on. I don't think we're going to get rid of him. There might be rumors about it. It's going to be one of the more interesting things in the NFL this offseason. Point out, or point blank for me, I don't think you can get rid of the player in Carson Wentz. I think he's going to be here now your guys point where you say quarterback competition, you know, that's where that leads me to believe there might be one because of the fact that they're not just going to go turn and trade Jalen hurts away this offseason. I just couldn't see them yeah. doing that. But overall, and it would hurt gonna, us. It would, and you I, know,
1: you know, it would hurt us. We'd look back at it and grit our teeth every time we'd have to see Jalen hurts um, and face him. it that just, that's just how it is. And that's how this Eagles, team is and we go through it all the time with players that we had and then let go and it's just a thing that happens now
2: i don't know if jalen hurts is gonna become a superstar in this league i know everybody has mentioned his talents and i get that i think personally from watching him in the first couple games he should be running the football more that's where his strength was one of the reasons why he was benched at alabama in favor to a took of iloa was the fact that he couldn't throw the football with accuracy he couldn't throw it well now he corrected that at oklahoma um in big part in my opinion because of lincoln riley how great he is with college quarterbacks at oklahoma there uh but he's a running quarterback first and i want to see him use that to his ability um he didn't run as much as i thought he could have in that dallas cowboy game Uh, and people said you know he ran 18 times or whatever it was against the saints and he should you know take take less rushing attempts uh moving forward i understand that but at the end of the day if you want to win football games you got to play to your strengths and one of the things he does well is run I get it. You don't want to see your quarterback get hit all those times. But listen, Lamar Jackson's been doing it, what, two, three years now, and they're a perennial playoff team every single year there in Baltimore. So this is going to be one of the more interesting interesting things in the offseason. And, you know, I'm, go, I'm back and forth here on the seesaw because you see things in Carson Wentz. It's like, wow, okay, past talent has attributes that you love in a quarterback team, mentions it, obviously the size, the arm strength. But then you watch him this season on film, the decision-making is poor. A couple yeah. of passes where he wasn't on the same page – uh, we can go and dive into the specifics about, you know, the Cleveland Browns game where everything just looks sloppy in that rainstorm. You look at the Seattle game at home where, you know, a couple of passes in the red zone, specifically the pass of Dallas got it where he just wasn't even close and it gets picked off in the end zone there, things like that. So it's just so weird that you have a player that's with his talent and he turns around and now he, he is what he is now. So the only thing that I can think of to fix that is you're not getting out of this contract. He's going to be on this team. Now the question is how do you fix it? You got to get a new coach. And as much as I love Doug and, you know, what he's done here, I just don't think he's the right guy moving forward in order to fix Carson Wentz because obviously there's a disconnect there, uh, coach-player relationship. I just feel like Doug, you know, models and um, models his play calling better and it's better suited for Jalen Hurts compared to Carson Wentz at this point because we've seen it, we all agree. Carson Wentz, uh, his running ability is you know, diminished over the past few seasons. You're not going to see him make those incredible rushing plays that he's done in the past going forward, but I still think there's talent there. Um, you know, and just to wrap up this whole point here, unless you guys want to add something more, uh, a new coach, um, now again, GM comes into play here too, but a new coach, a new system, um, offensively, and I want a quarterback minded football coach. And there's been rumors of a bunch of different guys, obviously Eric, the enemy there in Kansas city. And you also have uh, Lincoln Riley. Even I've heard a few times because of the, his connection with Jalen Hurts there at Oklahoma, he can come in. That would just cause even more chaos if you're going to keep both them. um, but I know you guys want to see competition. I could see that definitely playing out because I don't see either of these guys getting traded, but overall you're invested so much in Carson Wentz. I think you need to be able to, you know, uncover and get back what he once was at least some of it uh, moving forward. If you want to win football games, if not, then we're going to have, we're not going to be good for a couple of years. And that's where I go back to that snowball effect where you don't draft Justin Jefferson, you draft J.J. Ortega Whiteside over DK Metcalf. You have injuries to Brandon Brooks and Lane Johnson Jason Peters isn't what you thought he could have been, you know, thinking in the offseason we're like, oh okay, Jason Peters maybe he can step up and play a good right guard. Obviously that went downhill like within yeah, the first God. week. Then you also look at the the, is that, the Jack Driscoll, Prince Tega Wawu, whatever his last name is. You thought okay, we have depth there at the tackle position. Obviously Driscoll um gets hurt, Prince Tega obviously not ready to play in this league yet or else he would have gotten the opportunity. So all of that snowballs into what it is now and that's a 4-10-1 team. Now you can look back on the Washington game and say, okay, you're going to lose games here and there. It's a close one. Played a sloppy second half. You're going to lose to the Rams at home week two. They're just a the powerhouse of a team. I get it. Even though they're struggling to make the playoffs, they lost to the Jets, but there's still talent all over that team with a good coach. The the key for me was that week three game in Cincinnati where you come back home in the link and you tie the Cincinnati Bengals and some of the decision-making decisions that Doug Peterson made. Uh, coaching and 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 when, when to go for it, when not to go for it, when to kick the field goal. I mean, it's been all over the place. There's no, there's been no consistency with it. And once that game, you know, once that game happened and we tied, it was like, okay, like the season might be going downhill faster than we think.
0: See that's my thing. You brought and you brought up another point in, in terms of Doug Peterson, and that's some of his decision making. Like sometimes, Doug, you just needed to just kick the field goal. I understand Jake Elliott's been struggling in uh, this entire season, but look, man, just keep it simple. Stop going for it, like fourth and fifteens and fourth and twenties. Like, come on, coach, come on, man. No, no, that's not. No, you stop with the gut feeling.
2: All right, there's going to be some serious overhaul with this team. Um, whether it be the quarterback situation, whether it be the coaching staff, Jim Schwartz, who again I go back to this, I'm a, I'm a fan of. I think he's a good defensive what coordinator. What is overall. wrong with you? See, I know you don't like him. I know oh, you don't like. Him, listen, listen. Not all this game can be on him. I know he has to make adjustments better, but listen, in his defense, he tried. Man, in that in that Dallas game, he tried zone. In that he tried bringing some pressure. He tried. Trying. He, trying- he, no, no, have, no. Hold on. Hold on. When <laughs> you have Jaquette, when you have Jaquette guarding.
1: Amari Cooper, a guy selling tires. And then oh, just like, we okay, know it's hard.
2: Amari Cooper and Jim Schwartz is like, well, Amari Cooper's you no know, going off in the first half. Let me move slay on to Amari Cooper. And then all of a sudden you have CD lamb who scores two touchdowns there uh, in the second half. There's just so much you can do. Obviously riding the clouds out and and the list goes on and on. We don't have to dive in every single name with the injuries here, but uh, Fletcher Cox, who might not even play Sunday night with the neck injury. I mean, overall this, this defense is shattered with injuries and I blame the GM. I'm, I'm blaming the GM more than I blame the head coach or the defensive coordinator because the defense coordinator won a Super Bowl and his scheme worked. You know, you just have to have players that fit the scheme and are good football players. And we maybe have, what, two or three guys on that defense that are actually solid NFL caliber, you know, players. Fletcher Cox, um, Brandon Graham, and then you have Darius Slay. I mean, who else are you really looking at and saying, okay, these are guys are NFL. I know, And ryan McLeod got hurt. You can add him. But listen, what are you going to do, four or five guys? And that's only 11 starters. You have to have depth there as well. We don't have any of that. Our depth is literally practice squad guys like Jaquette. That's what you get when you put Jaquette in. Yeah, I did it on purpose. There's a rhyme right there. It's what you get when you put Jaquette in the game. <laughs> and that's you know going to result in a Because that guy doesn't know what the hell he's doing. As Jim Schwartz deserves some of the blame, of course he does. Listen, he doesn't bring pressure when he should bring pressure. He plays zone when he should play man, of course. I get it. There's times. you know, And even Doug Peterson. With his play calling, it's been, it's been, like I said, this whole thing goes back to the snowball effect. That should be the topic of this, the snowball effect of this episode, because it's all over the place. It's not just one spot on this team. But if you, if you hear around the look around the league and, and hear other people talk execs, they don't think Jim Schwartz is a bad defensive coordinator. Now he might get kicked out day one when the season's over but i don't think overall if you if he's a bad defensive coordinator if you have guys that fit his scheme now you can <laughs> say all the things you want Oh, he you know with his play calling and you know bringing in blitzes i get it uh, and cuz you're the film guy you know better than i do when you go back and watch the film where i could be wrong here but that's what i'm saying from the outside looking in
0: okay i agree with you in terms of what he's working with in the talent i, I completely agree with you he does not have a whole lot to work with. Alex
2: Singleton's your best linebacker, too. This man played Canadian football. Listen,
0: listen, you get no argument on me in terms of what talent that Jim Swartz has had to work with. Here's where the disconnect begins. So let's go back to the Super Bowl, shall we? Let's go to that, Uh, you know, wonderful victory that everybody seems to forget. The fact that Tom Brady broke a record on his defense, throwing for over 500 yards, in which wide receivers were more wide open than...
2: But see, T, but T, see, right receivers were more wide open Super than Bowl. the Sahara Desert. They don't, they, they don't get to that Super oh. Bowl game if their defense doesn't step up and hold the Falcons to nine points when Nick Foles was playing yeah. poorly in that Wild Card game or whatever. Or no, not the Wild Card, Divisional round. You know, because Matt Ryan comes down to the last play Julio Jones in the back of the end zone. If Jalen Mills isn't there to try to defend that, and make a play. That's fine. We're going home. We're going home as a one seed. That's
0: fine. And also the blowout. Um, the the blowout. Um. The, of the Vikings. Of the Vikings. Uh, listen, these are wonderful victories that you can add to Jim Schwartz's resume. Okay, I'm, I'm not arguing that. Here's my thing, though. It's the inconsistency. And if you see a problem and you don't fix it, that's where I get pissed off and that's where I get irritated. So let's go back to this Cowboys game, all right? Yes, Michael Jaquette should not have been in that game, all right? He was getting destroyed by Michael Gallup. There is no doubt about that. But why the hell did it take three quarters for you to move Jalen Mills to a corner and stop uh, Michael Gallup from uh, causing damage to us? Why did it take three damn quarters? It should have took you one, if that, if you seen that he was getting burned multiple times. I mean shoot, the first drive, they were marching down the field.
2: Come yeah, on you now. Andy Dalton throw for three seventy seven. I get it. You I'm made
0: Andy stuff. you made Andy Dalton look like the second coming of Peyton Manning. Come on
2: now. We don't have any corners, uh-huh. and this is why it's more the GM's fault than it is the defensive coordinator, because if we had depth, if we had kept Sidney Jones, if we had kept Rasul Douglas, I agree we wouldn't with have this you. issue. We wouldn't have the Jaquettes the of the world on the field. So it's the GM's fault. The drafting has been atrocious. Uh, if he keeps yeah. one of those guys, you know, and, and one of them pans out to be a good corner, we don't have to pay Darius Slice $60 million to come in here and play. And here, well, On top and- of that, he signs a defensive lineman mm-hmm. like Hargrave. We didn't really even need him. We already had Malik Jackson and Fletcher Cox. Get a linebacker. Get a safety. Get a corner. You know, use that yeah. money that we paid Hargrave, who really hasn't done jack this year, to be honest with you. He made a couple of plays. But he hasn't really stepped up, and I'm looking on the screen each week. I'm like, wow, look at that play from Hargrave. I mean, he hasn't really done much. You want, you'd want, rather have a linebacker. You'd rather have a corner to step up and shut these guys down, which we don't yeah. have, which is why it's the GM's fault.
0: Okay, that's fine. That's fine. It can be the GM's fault. Okay, but here's where coaching also shares that same blame. Okay, so you had. let's go back to the fact that you said that we had Cindy Jones and we had Russell Douglas. Now, Rasul Douglas is doing pretty decent in, in Carolina now. All right, he's, he's playing pretty decent. And Cindy shoot, Sidney Jones shoot, is, Cindy Jones is leading the team in interceptions in Jacksonville. Are you kidding me right now? Yep. That's That goes back to coaching, all right? You didn't play these guys. You didn't develop these guys. You just straight up said, oh, these aren't my guys, and I don't want them,
2: and got rid of them. No. I agree. No, you're right. They, they have stepped up, and I don't know. Is that coaching? It could be. Is that just not using them in the right scheme, the right let's, situations? I get it. And, that, let's bring that, up, that is- and
0: let's bring up another coaching point. Let's go back to the offensive side of the ball for a second. Get this, get this. And they showed this on the screen. And I was so irritated when I seen this, watching that Las Vegas Raiders game. Do you know Nassan Aguilar has had three hundred plus yep. yard games this season? And he only had 300 yard games with the Philadelphia Eagles in his five seasons. That's coaching.
2: Let's not forget, we are we were all calling for Jalen Mills and his head when he couldn't <sighs> play cornerback. That's the reason he's playing safety. So let's not, let's not, I get it, he's better than Jaquette, but let's not make Jalen Mills out to be the, the next, you know, Deion Sanders out here. I'm not Mario doing Cooper. that. I'm uh, not, right? not doing that. I but
0: was just trying to prove not, a point. He's a
2: safety. And I tell you what, he hasn't been that good of a damn safety either way, regardless. <laughs> but he's better than Jaquette, which I agree with it's you. Stupid. So I see why you could say he should have been on Amari Cooper earlier in the game. But at the end of the day, the, the Gallup. C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, just too much firepower, and when Andy Dalton, who you know at this point in his career, he never really was a star. He was just he's been a serviceable guy, almost like Alex Smith 2.0, in my opinion. But when you let him throw for 377 against you, uh, things aren't going to work out. Let me ask you this question: Deshaun Jackson catches an 81 yard bomb, and I don't think he saw the field the rest of the game. What happened? There? I am
1: pissed off. He I hurt himself. No I said he hurt himself flipping. That's this is legit. He and did hurt the, himself when he flipped into the dope. end zone. No, he hurt himself when he flipped into the end zone. He played a tightness. He
0: played a couple more snaps after that touchdown. Um, I did see him, but yeah, he he was a
1: no-show. He messed himself up. He doesn't learn that he's an old man now. Yeah. Uh, in the NFL let,
2: let me touch on this thing because there's people out there saying we need to get younger we need to have more depth at the wide receiver position I agree with that but here's the thing we have the Sean Jackson on contract we have Alshon Jeffrey on contract for next season if you cut these guys that's 16 million in the hole on top of the fact that we're we're going back and forth with Carson Wentz that could be 40 plus million in the hole if we cut or trade uh, those three guys so um, obviously you don't want to have that ever but the thing about this is are those two guys going to be coming back and is that going to handcuff us the rest of the way going forward to the next year, uh, depending on if we draft Devontae Smith or not. Now that's obviously my pick. I talked about this on the bird's nest with Tanner. I want Devontae right. Smith. You're going to watch him play uh, in the semifinal and in the final, probably the college football playoff. And you guys can see for yourself how good he is. I'm sure the tape speaks for itself, but overall he's best receiver in the draft by far and it just sickens me that we could have him possibly along with Justin Jefferson if we just made the right pick last year, which is why this all comes back to the general manager and the fact that he should be fired because he can't evaluate talent. All he does is look at the combine. He looks at the combine. I mean, listen, as college football fans out there, and we're no experts, but we watch the games. If you watch the games in college football, you can tell skill position-wise. Demonte Smith, and I'm not saying Lyman, Like, I go back to that. See, I get it. You're, you, you judge Lyman better than myself and Tanner completely. I agree. I can't sit here and be like, oh, wow, that's a good offensive, defensive lineman. But I can see when a wide receiver is the fastest guy on the field, it's not that hard. I hear you. Yeah. I I agree with you. Would
1: you be upset if the Eagles fell and got Jamar Chase instead?
2: I wouldn't be mad at either selection. Why would we do that? You you mean trade the pick and, and get more assets? Is that what you're saying? No,
1: I'm saying that. I mean, go back to last year, Max. Who would we draft instead of you know Justin Jefferson? We got Jalen Rager. Obviously, Justin Jefferson was ranked higher than Jalen Rager, and if we still have Howie Roseman up there, that yeah. could quite possibly happen I see too. Your point. Now, Jamar Chase is not. We know Jamar Chase. He's not a Jalen Rager, right? Uh, because when when Rager he was drafted, we were like, who? Um, yeah, but it, it could quite possibly happen. Something above us could happen as well. We don't know. See what
2: now I said this on the bird's nest, in my opinion, Jalen okay. Rager fits better in the slot. Obviously he was drafted to be a speed deep threat. Where do you see him fitting in here? I haven't really seen either one, either one of them. he's kind of like a, one of those tweeners where he could be a deep threat, but he can also be shifty in the slot. Where do you see him going forward?
0: It's hard to say what Jalen Rager is because In college, he didn't really have um, a really good quarterback coming out um, in his senior season. So it's really hard to say what he is. I mean, honestly, at this point, he's barely even a good gadget player because I don't know if you guys remember, but it was a fourth down play. And Jalen Hurts had threw the ball to, to Jalen Rager. I mean, he had nothing but wide open green grass in front of him. All he had to do was make a guy miss. And as a gadget player and as a speed guy, you're expected to make that guy miss, and he didn't. It was a, he just let him tackle him. And I'm just sitting here going, well, dude, are you, are you kidding me right now? You are a one-on-one. You break that tackle. You have nothing but green grass in front of you. If you fight after the tackle, like, come on now. I don't know what, a- I don't know what Jalen Rager is at this point. If I, I just don't. If,
2: you, if you're not going to get a new GM, you need to get somebody else to evaluate these guys better and maybe work with, um, you know, High Roseman, you know, more compatibly because, because of the fact, that Doug Peterson came out of press conference about a couple of days ago and said that he didn't have really any say in, you know, evaluating this, these players and, you know, making calls, he made on a player play. yeah. draft picks, right. Or whatever. So personally, I think if it's not going to be a new GM, you have to have Doug give, give him more say because ultimately he's the one coaching the team and he can probably evaluate talent better than the GM himself can. So overall you need a receiver. And I think we can all agree with that. But again, we I go back to the fact that you really can't miss because if they do draft Michael Parsons from Penn State, am I going to be upset? No, because that's probably our second biggest position of need behind the cornerback spot. And now Patrick Sertan, another guy from Alabama, he could be there depending on how high we get, because I think we can get as high as third or as low as 10th, I believe. Yep.
1: Yep. Yep. um, We we are in a good, we we are in a good position drafting wise for, especially where we will be on the draft board. But Cornerback-wise, we draft a player. He has now the ability to be under Darius Slay uh, Mm -hmm. and watch him and learn from Darius Slay as well. So that that helps us out. But going before the season started, uh, seeing how the season went last season, uh, previously why not make more moves and why now are we surprised on the way that this team has played this season? I, it's just, I'm confused in that aspect that we thought Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey were going to be the answer at wide receiver, especially too. And the way that this line has performed, bringing back Jason Peters, you thought that was going to fix things. And it's just ridiculous to me that this team was sort of just filling holes uh, multiple holes with just tape scotch tape and it really is brutal because you look at it good.
2: look at your first three three picks in the first three rounds you draft the guy that can't play really well so far at least that's what he's shown right. on tape he was also it's hurt in his thumb for a lot of the year as well then you draft the backup quarterback who didn't see the field barely at all that's your second round pick out the window and then you draft the guy that can't even play football in the third round and Davion Taylor so I mean there's your first three picks of the first three rounds and you, you, you come out of it with empty you come out of it with with zilch nothing you know, and then you go later on in the draft. You try to draft a couple offensive lines, and obviously we know how that goes. But again, this all goes back to the general manager. Please. It does. I get it. I get it. You know, we can't keep Harper on yep. the Super Bowl and the fact that he won. Um, I get it. Howie Roseman. He made good moves. He was a cap guy. You know, cap genius, so to speak. And now Man, look, on more. the cap. Now we're screwed in the cap situation. So what what does he really bring to the table? Not much. And I feel like it's a guy that's not really mentioned. He's not. He's not out in the media a lot. Doug's taking all the heat in these press conferences. He's never talking to the media a lot. Same thing with Jeffrey Lurie. These guys don't speak. You have Jerry Jones talking on Dallas Sports Radio every single week about the game. You don't see, you don't, you don't hear a peep from Jeffrey Lurie the whole season, maybe once or twice. I want so me some glory, ho. It's just you have to look at the general manager here. And if he's not gone when the season ends, expect to have another poor draft, um, at least yeah. for the most part. Because like I said, the first round pick, you can't really miss with all the positions we need. You know, as you go on, what makes a good general manager is the cap situation and how to handle it, but also hitting those later diamonds in a rough in the fourth, fifth, sixth rounds. That's what makes your team good overall.
0: And listen, I, you know me, I completely agree with you. You know, for me, that's where a team is really built, and that is through the draft. I mean, let's just think about this for a minute. We're about to go into the next season with a seven-round draft pick as our franchise left tackle because our first-round draft pick couldn't beat out the old guy, couldn't play, couldn't play better than him, and apparently can't stay healthy either. Let's yeah, let's, he let's, let's think about this for a minute. Like it's it's absolutely it's horrendous the way drafting has been conducted this entire Doug Peterson era. It's been Doug highly disappointed. He's,
2: he's happy with going into the next season with the fact that Brooks Johnson will all be healthy as well as Andre Dillard. So, overall, you got to think to yourself, will the offensive line be in better shape for Carson or Jalen Hurts? You would expect so. But, ultimately, there's so many holes, uh, and we'll figure that out. But I want to move on here. There's been a lot of Eagles talk, of course, because of how disappointing we've been. Uh, Tanner, let's go with you first here. We touch on these actual good football teams this year, and that will yeah. be then racer race for the MVP. Like for talking Rough out of the Falcons last week, and Rodgers has been great all season long. So, where, where are you going here?
1: Yeah, for me, it's it's obvious at this point. I'm just gonna take this shirt off and um, show my Green Bay Packers colors because Aaron Rodgers. No, you didn't. Uh, front runner, front go. runner for MVP. No, you Here didn't. Go. He's what is wrong with you? He he crushed the Titans. I understand it was in the snow, but he just want just four passes went. Um, he was 21 of 25, 231 yards, four touchdowns. He had that one interception. T when he steps on the field, there's just a one percent. Uh, what is going on back there? Throwing an interception that's 44 touchdowns, uh, just five interceptions. I, I, and I'm in still in QBR, first, first in <laughs> touchdowns, first in QBR 119. T that he's MVP, he's back to his 2010 2011 days. This guy's 37 years old he saw his own team draft a quarterback in the first round instead of wide receiver and you know oh, what he sounds did familiar. he felt familiar like an <laughs> mvp it just shows you how good players take advantage of situations and how average players sort of sink in uh to the ground and that's you know they were like ah oh, no the packers aren't going to go anywhere no wide receiver help for years um until you know they obviously drafted Devonte adams which the Eagles had the opportunity to, but we're we're done with this Eagles (laughs) team right now. Um, And Aaron Rodgers, surprising people, Uh, not surprising me because I'm a huge Aaron Rodgers fan. And yeah, Aaron Rodgers, MVP. I'm stamping uh, it right uh, now. All right, all right
2: See, uh, David Bakhtiari is out the rest of the season. The left tackle for the Green Bay Packers that hasn't it. affected That's them. That's the, the crazy league. part,
0: man. Like Jander said, it hasn't affected them. Aaron Rodgers. That's is the thing. Still it just happened MVP the other day level. in practice,
2: though. But how's that going to affect them going forward? Because they haven't been, been without him yet this season. Maybe they, maybe went, been, yeah, they, no, they went. yet they no, they went without. Yeah, him they went games. games. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So and his and Rodgers' stats have been insane in those games where he missed. I'll give you that hundred percent. But this is different. This is playoff football. What do you say? Go for it!
0: still no Rodgers? Oh, oh yeah, I'm still going with Rogers, man. I'm, I think it's uh, absolutely egregious the fact that Tanner has now is now wearing a Green Bay Packers Aaron Rodgers jersey. Hey, I'm like, what the, what the the hell's going might on? Be different that the is colors. blasphemous. The colors are still
1: the same, no, they not. Are still the you same. know what? Whatever. <laughs>
0: Whatever. Let's just get back to the matter at hand. I'm so pissed off with you for other obvious reasons, but we're not gonna get we're gonna get into hey, that, wait that later. We get
1: into the Sixers. Oh wait God, we here we go. But anyway,
0: so yes, I'm going with Aaron Rodgers as my MVP. It's like it's like. Uh, it's like Max said, you know, they drafted a qu- or no, it was Tanner. Like they said they drafted a quarterback and he hasn't missed not one beat. As a matter of fact, he's in he's bettered his game as a matter of fact, regardless of the fact that you know he only has Devontae Adams as a right receiver. He's working with the receivers that he has now. Not to mention the fact that I've always been envious of that Green Bay Packers defense. I've always loved the way, you know, they fly to the ball and how they rush after the passer. Like it, for me, it's yeah. it's a
2: thing of beauty. An underrated Packers defense and uh, I feel like people don't give them off credit they have uh, you know so many guys on the back end there Kevin King they have uh, Darnell Savage uh, Jair Alexander and then they have Preston Smith as a Darius Smith on the edges mm-hmm. um, good defense good defense and that's why they're going to be good they're going to be a tough out in the playoffs Rodgers um, in my opinion again I agree with you guys definitely the MVP front runner right now He's turned Devontae Adams into the best receiver in football. You know, it was argument. Are you, th- you going to talk about DeAndre Hopkins as the best? Or are you going to talk about Adams as the best? A.B. when he was with Pittsburgh, is he the best? He's yeah. definitely made a statement now.
1: Do you think there's a possibility that Patty Mahomes or Josh Allen come close? And, and who's a who's a close second? Josh Allen Josh Allen?
2: Yeah, I'd say yeah, Josh Allen, Allen just because but you know he put the put on a show against the Patriots defense and Bill Pelic on Monday night football last week. But Patrick Mahomes won, didn't finish the regular season well against the Falcons, almost lost. If they make the field goal there Atlanta, then it's a tie game. Yeah. Also, the, Patrick Mahomes will not play in the last week of the regular season to pad his stats. So it's gonna come down to Allen or Rodgers. And as long as Rodgers looks good, looks serviceable, looks average at you know, the worst in this game coming up on Sunday against the Bears, um, he should have the MVP. Yeah. Um, I
1: want to ask you guys now. We talked MVP, let's talk rookie of the year for you guys. Who, in your opinion, I'm going to go with Herbert, and I feel like that's easy, he's a good choice for that. It. But there still are some, yeah. yeah, it that's that's what we've come to now. A yeah. quarterback, MVP, rookie of the year. We saw Kyler Murray last year, who surprised me. I thought maybe maybe Sanders had a or you know, when Sanders was yeah. rookie in that aspect, yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, listen, I don't, it's always going to be a quarterback, I think Tua you know, hasn't really showed much actually Fitzpatrick has honestly been better. Yeah. So I thought maybe if two started the season earlier, cause I know Herbert would miss the first few games there. If they kind of started around the same time, obviously the dolphins have been hot. I don't know if the dolphins are in the position they are in without Fitzpatrick because of what he's done. Right. Um, the few times that he's actually been put into the game where two has been taken out. And then you also have to look at Joe Burrow. you know, going down in a season, his stats would have been pretty, pretty high, pretty, pretty much maybe even higher than Herbert because he played a full season. Um, but because of that, I think you have to make Herbert the favorite, even though the record yeah. really isn't there to back it up. I know Herbert, a, yeah, a lot of the Chargers 6-9. and
1: nine. Yeah, I, Anthony Lynn hasn't played well, or hasn't coached 28 well. 28 uh, touchdowns, yeah. 10 interceptions for Justin Herbert. Uh, he's got a QBR, 96.3. Uh, he's He's been impressive, and you can see when he's playing, he, he does know how to take command of a team. But also, of course, you can see his rookie mistakes being made. But that game against yeah. the Raiders really proved to me that this guy is – the the rookie of the year, and now they're on a I believe it what three game win streak. Yep. Yeah, they're finishing so.
2: the season hot. I believe so. Yeah. So I also want to just throw in here, Justin Jefferson. He's been, he could be up there too. I know he's That's receiver, a but he's been he's been going crazy this year with Minnesota. Even though Adam Thielen's still the number one there, probably. You know, the stats don't lie. Justin Jefferson over twelve hundred receiving yards this season. It's kind of ridiculous considering the Eagles could use that. But that's neither here nor there. We're done with the Eagles. I'll, I'll give you guys
0: episode. I'll give you guys an underrated one. He's not he's not gonna get it, unfortunately, but I think he should because I think he's completely revamped uh the defense. And that is Chase Young. Man, Chase Young has have been added to a defensive line that was already dominant from the start, but now you added Chase Young, and the Washington football team is a team to be feared going forward in the NFC East. Like They are really building their defense up.
2: Yeah, they have have Bostick, the linebacker. They have a couple guys on the back end there. They still have Ryan Uh, Kerrigan. Kerrigan still. I think they have like four or five first-round picks on that defensive line. Is pretty crazy to think about but see what happens yeah, I mean, when you
0: build your interior and you then you build out see what happens when you draft the big yeah, guys yeah. show some love for the big guys He's, man
1: defensive players have a hard time becoming defensive player that you were talking about because you got especially tj watt yeah, really man. impressive tj uh, for the steelers over there then uh, always every year it's like aaron donald Yep, and you got a bunch of other players there so it's very competitive yeah. Uh, defensively, what but Chase Young? Uh, we saw it coming out of the draft. You knew he was going to be a problem, especially for the Eagles with this offensive line, and he is a game changer.
2: Yeah, Very- let's let's also throw the Super Bowl predictions in here, real fast. I want to get your guys' thoughts as right. the regular season comes down to its last week of the year. I'll go with Tanner first and then T. Uh, Super Bowl predictions is only a few options, in my opinion. I don't think it's that wide open. Nah,
1: yeah. Uh, it- this could be sort of an emotional pick, but I do think that it will be the Packers for the NFC in there in the Super Bowl. But I'm going between the Chiefs and the Bills because one for one thing, I I go to the Bills and I know Josh Allen's playing really good this season, but I go back to last year and how he just the plays that he made last year in the playoffs they just were not smart throwing the ball before going out of bounds. I believe he that was a fumble where he just he just tossed it. And um I, I the Chiefs aren't being talked about as much this season, and that's for sure. There's there's a lot going on around the season. I do think maybe the Chiefs will get the edge and they'll go to the Super Bowl. Chiefs versus Packers. Either way, it'll be two MVP candidates facing off. In my opinion, yep.
0: I have I agree with you in terms of Green Bay, and I have made my decision in terms of who exactly is going to go from the AFC side. All right, I was going to lean. Towards the previous Super Bowl winner, and that is being the Kansas City Chiefs. But I'm feeling a little indifferent this year. I- I'm feeling indifferent. And you know what? I think it's time that a new king of the AFC all right, starts to rain, and it's not going to be the Chiefs. I think it's going to be Bills Mafia up in this piece. I think that the Buffalo Bills, the way they play their, off, their offense and defense together, the way they play together, that defense is dominant. They fly uh, – well, except for Josh Norman. But we ain't going to talk about that right now. But anyway, the way that defense plays and the way that offense has come together and the way Josh Allen has developed as quickly as he has, I, I, I just – I I got the Bills. I got the Bills going to the well, Super Bowl. T-
1: Hold on. You're already taking the crown off the Chiefs for being atop the AFC, but they just they just received that crown not but two seasons ago with uh, no the, you know the Patriots. Obviously, nope. we had to deal with that. But, you know, the Chiefs are gonna be here for a while by the way they drafted, by the way that they have these contracts set up, and that's gonna go in their favor. Patrick Mahomes with the record contract that he received, mm-hmm. he'll be in the talk for MVP, and they'll be in the talk for the Super Bowl for years to come. No doubt. And I just think that that I think the Chiefs will get the edge over the Bills, but I'm not mad at your Bills versus Packers prediction at all.
0: That's my yeah. that's what I'm going with.
2: I like both of those. I really do. I think they're both real possibilities. I wanna say that the uh my opinion that the Saints, I think I feel like the Saints mm-hmm. it's they're going to the Super Bowl mm-hmm. I just think they're better than the Packers overall. I think their team overall obviously Rogers is on a different planet right now. But I think they're the Saints defense is much better than the Packers and uh you know Drew Brees is as long as he can make a couple plays uh, with Kamara there in the backfield, and Michael Thomas, who knows if he can finally get healthy this year, uh, they could be an issue. So I have the Saints in the NFC, and then I want to throw out, uh, obviously, between the, the Bills and, and the Chiefs. And I've been back and forth here. I just don't think I can go with the Bills yet. See, I do like mm-hmm. what I see from Josh Allen, um, Patty Mahomes, just not ending the season on a, on a high note, which is what kind of concerns me. But I do want to add in one team that's kind of flown on the radar. They've been playing poorly the last few weeks. They're getting hammered in the national media Uh, about how bad they've been playing. And that's the Pittsburgh Steelers. I I just feel like Big Ben with his, you know, with the way he's been playing lately isn't good. But with his experience and uh, the receivers, they have the weapons in Juju and Deontay Johnson, uh, Chase Claypool. He's been great this year. Their defense has been pretty solid, top five. I know they lost a few guys, Bud Dupree being one of them on the defensive end, there in position. So I I think, you know, who knows, right? I mean, it's it's not the sexy pick, but I do think they have a shot.
1: If you keep Juju away from TikTok, maybe that's even a more possibility. <laughs> and for the Saints, this isn't the best Saints team that we've seen even in the last yeah. three years. Yeah, that's Saints Christ. always fall short, and that might be at fault of the referees on the field. Uh, for, we have one of those right. players that was involved on the Rams, and it was Roby Coleman with that uh, obvious pass interference. And it seems like every year the Saints get ripped off. And I think this year – I don't think they're going to make it to the conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, it's possible. No, I, just, I agree. It's possible. Yeah. But I just I, I see
2: where you're coming from there, and I do agree that could be that could be a possible thing. But I do think that if the Packers lose and the Saints win, and the Saints get that one seed, and everybody has to go through New Orleans in that dome, um, you know, it's just a different animal. I yeah. know that the Packers blew them out actually earlier this season in New Orleans. I get that, but you know, I don't know. Drew Brees in the playoffs. Uh, I don't quit on yeah. this guy yet. I still think that I know he. he his He's getting up there in age. Yes, he of course, but. Uh, I'm a fan of Drew, and I think that uh, you know maybe he can end his career uh, if this is it on a high note.
1: Right, the roster that they have it will be a disappointment that they have not made the Super Bowl in the last five years. It's yep. just a disappointment to me. You got Alvin Kamara, uh, Cameron on defense. It's just Drew Brees. You got all these weapons, Michael Thomas. And you got Sanders, too. and It's the, just ridiculous. that And they one have, of the best you know, innovators. Obviously, we mentioned team. to them getting ripped off. And, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be mad seeing the Saints in there, especially because no. Drew Brees. No, yep.
0: absolutely not. Not to mention the fact that you have one of the best offensive innovators in the game, and Sean Payton, you know, still calling those plays and still able to, you know, get production out of these guys and change up that playbook every year. It's astounding to me. So, yeah, I'm like, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if the Saints make it either, but I, I still lean to more t- towards Green Bay because right now, Aaron – Yeah. Right now, see, Drew Brees has been really uh, – injuries, and he's been kind of up and down this season. So that's yeah. why I'm kind of leaning more towards the Packers. But,
1: yeah. They're taking um, care of that quarterback, though, the Saints. They got Jameis Winston. They <laughs> obviously <laughs> like playing with Taysom Hill. Um, I'm not saying that these guys are great, but I'm saying, T, when Carson Wentz went down – last year who did we have josh mcgown
0: yeah that's true that's and very the true. saints
1: are sent that way but also let's not forget the seattle seahawks a team that i thought was going to the super bowl game two of this season and i thought russ was going to get finally an mvp vote doesn't look like it's going that way it's not uh, trending that way at all once i lost um, to the giants that's disappointing
0: yeah yeah that's when things started going downhill for the season.
1: But do not forget the Seahawks in the playoffs. They're always a competitive team. Jamal Adams finally made it to the playoffs after being on the Jets. Um, and that's it's just great for time. them. But they're 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 a competitive team, and I don't expect them to go out without a fight. Real quick before we hit the Sixers topic here, who wins the NFC East?
0: Uh, Washington, please put us out of our misery. Also beat us because I don't yeah. want to see the Cowboys in the playoffs. So, yeah, just put us out of our misery,
1: Washington. Fair, fair. Yeah, Washington. You, T, you think the Cowboys would beat the Giants? Is that what I, you would I do see,
0: I see this. I see an scenario where the Cowboys can beat the Giants, so that's why I say Washington just needs to be, beat us. Not only that, but to, you know, kind of help us with our draft stock a little bit, you know, and just keep the Cowboys at the playoffs.
1: <laughs> yeah, the Cowboys already played their way out of the top five, at yep. least. I think they're out of the top ten. Yep. Uh, I believe so. Uh,
2: personally, so, I yeah. think that Washington's going to get beat by the Eagles. Um, and for me, I think it's going to come down. I don't know why. I just have a hunch. And uh, and I think that it's going to come down to the Cowboys and Giants. And for some reason, I'm just kind of leaning the Giants away. I feel like the Giants are going to knock off the Cowboys. They've been playing yeah. really badly the last couple weeks. They got beat by the Cardinals. Daniel Jones has been hurt. It's kind of been a mess, to be honest with you. They had literally no momentum whatsoever going into this game against the Cowboys. Especially because the Cowboys are hot right now, whether they went they three in a row, mm-hmm. uh, beating us last week and the Niners before that. So I don't know. I just have I just have a feeling that the Giants are going to pull this out somehow. I just feel like they're going to step up and, and win, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. A and, lot, a lot to dive into. And
0: before we, um, before we officially go into the basketball topic, I have a couple of more, so I got to get since this is a new year. And you know, I started this, you know, around the time of the Doug Peterson era, but. This will be the second annual burnt toast of the year award. All right. Now, for those of you that missed last year's episode, this this uh, award goes to the worst. I mean, the absolute worst defensive back on said Philadelphia Eagle team. Now this one was very difficult to, you know decide because you had for good
2: reasons for you, good reasons
0: you had you know incompetent Jalen Mills and you know I at first I was gonna put Darius Lee up then I'm like no 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 he, he doesn't deserve it and then you know after the performance of Michael Jaquette he made a strong running and I was like no 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 that's not fair then after looking at the film of Mike Epps I'm saying to myself no nah, that ain't fair either I can't put Mike Epps up there I gotta put a guy who was slated to start who is really out of position it's not really his fault but hey uh, the award does not discriminate your 2020 burnt toast of the year award recipient, Avante Maddox, ladies and gentlemen, Avante sticking
2: Maddox. It's All right. Time. Thank God, because you know why? I was going to say the same as that guy. And I've been a fan of Avante Maddox since that Packers game last season. He deserves it 110%. Hopefully he's gone. Hopefully he hasn't even played this last week. And hopefully he's not even in the locker room to uh, see the team. Uh, when the season ends, hopefully he's already gone. That's how <laughs> bad I think he is of a player. He really is.
0: And a special shout out to Josh Norman for
2: completely getting destroyed
0: by uh, Derek Henry.
2: <laughs> well, see, this is not 2015, but, you know, cut him some slack. So uh, let's uh, let's dive in. I know we're running out of time here. We have a lot of time on the Sixers, but I do want to touch on how great of a season they've had so far. I mean, besides a Cleveland, you know, debacle without yeah, Joe B, which I don't yeah. even count when Joe B doesn't yeah, play, have backs, fitness, blah, blah, whatever. Uh, but on a roll, I think that Toronto win really showed us something. Be able to out coach and outwork Nick Nurse, one of the better coaches in the league, in my opinion. He's he's great. Um, but overall, what you've seen from Embiid so far, and you know, one guy that I've been uh, pretty skeptical about is Tobias Harris. And he's been playing great basketball this season. I, just, everything just feels Ooh, different. I don't know what yeah. Watch this team play, especially against Orlando. Uh, you know, that blowout when they had on Thursday night, just great to see. And there's just there's there's more of a connection, I feel like, with these guys. And Embiid, uh, you know, the rotations of what Doc Rivers has been able to do and Embiid, you know, playing, hopefully, uh majority of the games, you know, I don't want to jinx it, but please, Embiid, we need you. Like, yes. please, God, don't get hurt. Because yes. that's what's going to happen. Uh, you know, we saw what could happen, I should say, uh, against Cleveland. But the next game, again, another strong effort. So, what do you guys so You guys expect us to be uh, where we are right now. I know the Brooklyn Nets are still there, even though we're ahead of them. But do you, do you expect us to be that five or 60, which we kind of thought they were? Uh, or have these guys in the early season uh, going on so far really eh, something you know, like that. Keep your interest? And th- we think we get higher than maybe just a five.
0: Yeah, something like that. Five, six. You know, um, the highest I see us going is maybe three, maybe four. But yeah, five, six is pretty much where we're at because they're, you know, the way we played, you know, in Cleveland without Joel Embiid, that like that was just ridiculous, man. Like Cleveland dominated us in the paint, and that's something that we that's you know we have to pay attention to, and that's one of the reasons why we went out supposedly and and signed the White Howard. You know, was to fix up, you know. People scoring against us in the paint when Joel Embiid isn't out. So, you know, that was a little disappointing, but I think I think for the most part, you know, this team is a really good team. And the one thing I like is the the ball movement. I I love that. They're they're looking for, you know, the good shot instead of just forcing things from the perimeter yeah. all the time. You know, now they're stepping inside sometimes, shooting some twos. And I like the fact that Joel Embiid is working more inside, you know, face up, you know, back and down. You know, I I love that. That's the one thing that I've wanted to see. Out of Joel Embiid, and yeah, I look, agree. and you know, look. Everybody knows how I feel about Ben Simmons and things of that nature. So you know, and everybody knows how it feels about you know Tannehill Martin sending me you know shots of Ben Simmons hitting threes. Hey, it wasn't he it
1: wasn't me this time. It wasn't me this time.
0: Whoever it is, I kid you not. In the year twenty twenty one, when we are finally able to come together again, I, I kid you not. I, I man, I'm coming after y'all. Y'all know better than the post a. Uh, Ben Simmons shooting a damn three. What is wrong with y'all? And I mean, my phone is blowing up for ESPN
1: and whatnot. What is wrong with y'all? It was contagious. It was contagious, T, because Dwight Howard also knocked down a three. And they both combined for 11 for 92 shooting behind the arc. Now no, let that sink into you. Now
0: that's fine. Um, Howard the White House shooting three. the White House really ain't supposed to be shooting three? So yes, that's an yeah. accomplishment. But Ben Simmons as my point guard, yes, I expect him to shoot threes. I don't want to see every single time that he shoot a three, said Twitter and ESPN goes wild. I'm sick of this at this point. And you know what? I don't yes, know which yeah. one of y'all did it on the Instagram page, but I that kid was, you not. Too. When uh, I see. Yeah. When I see I y'all, it might have been I, I kid you not. <laughs> Boots to asses. Don't blame Chris on this. That ain't fair. He ain't even here to defend <laughs> nah. himself. What is the matter with all, y'all?
1: It's all seriousness Nicholas though. I, goat. I, this after seeing Ben Stimmons the first games, uh, we were impressed. We we're saying, oh, we don't need, we don't need James Harden. Get James Harden out of here. The conversation, let it be gone. But that loss to the Cavs, the conversation came back with James Harden and the discussion of that. And for me to think is. The the conversation was about the Sixers was can um, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons play together, and I think that's the only way they can play now mm. together because Ben Simmons does not shine he really doesn't. as a team leader without Joel Embiid. He's not a and shooter. Joel Embiid's scoring leader. So for me to think that we were concerned if they could play together, that's. For me, that, that's what it proved, that they can only play together because when Joel Embiid is not in the game, this team does not play as good, and that's just a fact.
2: Yeah, I, I want to give you guys the floor Stuff. you have anything else to add. I, I want to touch on my last point, and then before we wrap it up, all right, man. I'm good. Uh, I didn't All say right. it my
0: piece. Just, just know I'm coming after you. You already, already ran it about the three. Yeah. All right,
2: I'll, I'll, I'll finish this up then to finish this topic up. I think one thing I want to look at, especially uh, against Orlando, is the fact that Furkan Korkmaz has been out now, um, and I was never a fan of Furkan. A lot of people have actually been coming at me saying, you know, he's a good shooter. We need him out there, blah, blah. I just don't man, like it. Man, that's ludicrous. He doesn't really do much for you. I get it. When he gets hot from three, you know, he can stuff us that sheet. I get it. But I think Matisse Stiebel is just a better player overall. When he gets the opportunity, like he's he's gotten against Orlando specifically, he can really show out. His shot looks like he's not hesitant, especially early on, because he looked hesitant. You know, he looked the drive, and then he would be passive and then turn the ball over, things like that. He looked just in rhythm and sync. I think he's the 10th guy on this team right now uh, ahead of Furcon, even when he comes back if he continues to play this way. I love our bench step right. with Maxie and Shake Milton being able to attack, uh, get to the free throw line, draw fouls, to Dwight Howard, been – uh, a great, great backup center. So far. he he draws his his uh his handful or fair share of fouls, I should say. Uh, I think he came in against the Magic had two thousand two minutes, but uh, you know he yeah. uses up those fouls and he's been a great backup center for Joel Embiid early on. Yeah,
1: I also want to say to you guys and to the people listening that don't get comfortable with this bench because Daryl Morey almost never keeps the bench going past the trade deadline. There will be some moves, and this team right now, to me uh there there's going to be changes before the deadline and it can't be we can't be more successful we will be a little more successful than the the previous seasons but in order for us to finally get past the round that we have not been able to for the past years the bench is definitely going to change and we're going to have to part ways with some of some fan favorites i I feel possibly i agree
2: and uh we'll see at the trade deadline you know obviously a lot of things can happen a lot of things go down especially in recent memory if you're a sixers fan i look back and Think about Ursan Eliasova and Marco Bellinelli specifically. Yeah, But, you know, to end it on that note, um, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to tell you right now, uh, this team looks different this year. I don't know what it is. I'm going to shout out to Seth Curry and shout out to Danny Green. Keep shooting those three balls. Except for Danny Green. Can, uh, Danny Green. Danny Green working on the It's hot. You know, it started a, little, a little slow. It started a little slow. The veteran right? guy. He'll get it. What's He'll he get here things for? turned around, though, too. All right. He'll get things turned around. All right. All right. Uh But with that, uh, let's shut it down.
0: All right, you guys missed any of this first episode of the 2021 year? You can always go to Philly Dash Experience Available on all major downloadable platforms: Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, the entire shabazz. Yo, I'm I'm telling y'all right now, I'm not wishing anybody a happy New Year because the last time I did that, 2020 happened. So you know what? Y'all just gonna get <laughs> listen, stay safe. That's all y'all getting out of me this year. All right, I'm I'm seriously, i we not. I don't want to go through another 2020 again. I take no chances.
2: I think we're all in agreement with you there. Just saying. Everybody stay
1: safe.
0: You piece of Swiss cheese! <laughs> Lady, what's that?
1: Bunch of lowlifes. My turn! I'm not giving Jerry Jones my money. F*** that guy. Kind of circumcising the mosquito.